Happy Halloween, everyone! It's Emmy, and today I wanted to share some spooky stories because what a better way to get into the spooky spirit than by listening to some true stories from members of Gen Z. The three stories I am going to tell today come from Gabriella Greenhill and are in the order they occurred. Number one. An out-of-body experience was my first memory. I was born without a piece of my liver and I spent the majority of my childhood in the hospital. The date and time of when I witnessed my body, blinded by lamplights, is hazy. I was in the corner of the room, observing my parents and many doctors coming in and out to check up on my limp, infant body in the carriage across from where I stood. Nobody could see me, but I was very much there. I wasn't watching from the perspective of my infant self. I was watching from the perspective of my teenage self. I can't grasp at what age specifically, but as I watched the doctors hover over my body, I completely understood what they were saying. I think if I were to have been watching from the perspective of my infant self, my understanding of the situation would have been different. I can't differentiate whether this was an out-of-body experience or if, at least just for a moment, I was dead. It seems to me that my soul left my infant, limp body, and just as my soul turned its head towards the TV screen in the hospital room, I was sucked back into my infant, limp body. Doctors hovered with scrunched eyebrows and concerning eyes. Perhaps they saw the split second when my soul re-entered my body. Not knowing what else to do, the doctors added another lamplight over my body, for reasons I do not know. With more lights being added, the unbearable pain of blinding lights in my face grew intolerable, and with immense pain, my attention began to slip. I would remember nothing more than just this memory for the duration of my years in the hospital. Number two. It was a cool, early December night. I remember walking into the dark and dingy school building that was once a preschool and hating every step I took. The evidence of it being a preschool was eminent, with the short desk tables and the chilling children's drawings left to rot. My religion teacher for this particular year was trying her best to get us prepared for confirmation, but she always fell short. The children loved her, perhaps too much. We'd get distracted often and never learned anything about Catholicism. On this chilly December night, my teacher had enough. She settled on the idea that we must pray in the dark instead of praying with the lights on, like we usually did. I can't recall the name of this praying in the dark practice she labeled it as, but as she crept to the light, her smile faded into a sinister grin. I was always fearful of the dark, and her strange urge to pray with the lights off didn't feel right. All the children were reciting the Our Father prayer beautifully, as if they were hypnotized. I was falling behind mumbling my words. Satisfied with the class's monotone chants, my teacher swiftly turned the lights on, and every child looked around the room. I too turned around, except I didn't focus on the faces of my peers, but instead on the black mist that passed down the row I sat in. Could it just be my eyes adjusting after the room switched from pitch black to piercing bright? Knowing just what I was thinking, the black mist called out to me and whispered my name, affirming what I didn't want to accept. I knew this was no adjustment of the eyes and I had every right to be scared of what lurked in the dark. Number three. Late per usual, 
I bursted through the back doors of the adoption agency I worked at and rushed up the stairs to get the papers I didn't file the day before. I went about my usual day of filing papers, making flyers for fundraisers, and walking the office dog. My bosses asked me to stay late and adhere to their requests. Per request, they asked me to, to wash the dishes. I didn't have a formal position in the office, so whatever the bosses told me to do, I did. This was only a high school job, after all. I glided into the office kitchen and quickly went straight to cleaning. I hated standing in the kitchen. The lighting was so dim and the motion-censored hallway lights always shut off immediately. The bathroom door across the kitchen was open, and my eyes kept being drawn to the darkness spilling out of the room. With chills running down my spine, I turned to the sink to finish the dishes I had left to do. The urge that was pulling my eyes to the darkness of the bathroom was hard to ignore. The urge knew the power it held over me. It decided to test just how faint my heart was. The dishes I held in my hand broke into pieces as soon as I heard the bathroom door slam shut. My instinct to turn and look at the bathroom doorway only instilled me with more fear. The black, misty friend from my religion class stood at the doorframe, waiting until I acknowledged its presence. I called out my boss's name. Not yet registering this black mist wasn't anyone in the office. No one came to my aid, no matter how loud I yelled their names. I had no choice but to walk out of the dim room and turn my back on my friend. At the end of the hall, I turned around to see if they were still there, and as if they knew what I was thinking, they drifted away, making sure I saw. This final story is something that happened to me in 2018 in Salem, Massachusetts. So for some backstory, Salem is a place that is notorious for the Salem Witch Trials, which happened in 1692. Salem is prone to stories of haunting and restless spirits due to the fact that it has a very violent history. The colonial city has more than its share of witchcraft and paranormal activity that goes as far back as the infamous witch trials. One of the first women to be executed during the witch trials was Bridget Bishop. She was the owner of an apple orchard where the hotel is now located. Guests at the hotel report smelling apples, even though they're not included in the menu. Most of the buildings surrounding the hotel were constructed by the Salem Sea Captains. They were a lively group that assisted people in old age, as well as people with disabilities. However, the Salem Marine Society was raised to give the hotel more space. Other paranormal activities in the hotel have been attributed to the Sea Captains who are returning to their gathering place. This hotel, you wonder? The Hawthorne Hotel in Salem, Massachusetts. My family and I were on a trip in Salem, doing the usual tourist things, going to all of the shops, buying all of those wands and everything. I love learning about the afterlife, and I love learning about witchcraft and the Salem witch trials. I find it so interesting and fascinating. So we go to get our palms read, I get mine read, and I'm so excited to tell my family what she told me. But first, I really had to go to the bathroom. So we go into this hotel, they all go get coffee, and I go up to the second story to go to the bathroom. I am not one who is okay with going anywhere alone. I always need a buddy. I always need someone with me. But for some reason, I felt brave that night. And another important note, it was also pouring rain. Like, up to your ankles, you were walking in the water. So it was a very cold night, um... And the heat was blasting in this hotel. So I walk up the stairs and I get to the second floor. 
And as I'm walking up, I notice all of the doors in the hallway are wide open, which was weird since this is a hotel. And usually guests who occupy the rooms close their doors when they're in them or out of them. But I just tried to ignore it and I kept moving on. And as I'm walking down this hotel hallway, it is super, super skinny. And I'm not sure if any of you have been there, but it is a tiny little hallway. And all of a sudden, I feel this immediate drop in temperature. As I was saying, it was that heat was blasting. And around me, it, it dropped. It was immediately like 40 degrees. I sh was shivering, I was immediately cold. And all of a sudden, behind me, I felt a hand draw across my shoulder blades from my right to my left and then move on. I immediately stood straight up, not really knowing what to make of it, looked around myself, saw that there was no one else near me. I called out to see if anyone, maybe maybe it was a cart, maybe it was something flying by, I'm not sure, to see if anyone or any noise was going to be made and there was nothing but silence. So what did I do? I sprinted down those stairs. I ran so fast down those stairs, I got to my aunt and I said, I need you to go to the bathroom with me. So we are walking back up the stairs. I'm telling her the story. We get back up and I'm going to show her the doors. And when we looked down the hallway, they were all shut. But I had just been up there 15 seconds before and they were all wide open. So who shut the doors? Something I'll probably never know. Um, I really don't know if it was a woman who was take her life was taken from the Salem witch trials or if it was one of the Salem sea captains but one thing I do know is the Hawthorne Hotel is really spooky and I actually didn't know before I walked into there so I guess that explains why I was so brave but <sighs> I don't think I'll ever do that again <laughs> but I do love Salem and I love some scary stories so I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you have a safe and fun Halloween. And if you haven't already, go check out the last podcast episode up on Voices of Gen Z to hear some Halloween safety tips. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you soon.